48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodjart. Tonight's headlines. Inbound travellers will no longer have to face long waits for test results at the airport when a new system is introduced on Monday. The sole candidate in Sunday's chief executive election, John Lee, has pledged to unite the community as Hong Kong's next leader. And mainland officials say this year's Hangzhou Asian Games have been postponed indefinitely because of the pandemic. Inbound travellers will no longer have to face long waits for test results at the airport when a new system, system is introduced on Monday. Timmy Sung has details. Air passengers have long complained about the need to wait at the airport for the results of PCR tests for COVID under what's known as a test-and-hold arrangement. Under the new system, passengers will still have to take a PCR test on arrival. At the same time, however, they will also take a rapid test. Assuming that rapid test comes back negative, they will be able to go through immigration and get off to the quarantine hotel immediately to await their PCR results. The changes won't apply to people who are not subject to hotel quarantine, such as those arriving from the mainland in Macau. They will still have to wait for a negative PCR test. The government is also relaxing its ban on care home visits, announcing that it will put in place restricted visiting arrangements from next Friday. Visitors to homes will be required to have received two doses of vaccine and to test negative for the coronavirus through a rapid antigen test on arrival. Residents being visited will also have to be double-jabbed, with exemptions for recently recovered COVID patients. Those who can't be vaccinated due to health reasons will have to show negative PCR and rapid test results. Health authorities have reported 324 new COVID infections, up three from yesterday. Albert Au from the Centre for Health Protection said 23 cases involved students and teaching staff from kindergartens and schools. He said authorities had been closely monitoring infections reported by schools since they resumed in-person classes, but had found no evidence of any outbreaks. When we looked at the distribution of these cases, we found that they were all unrelated to one another. They were from different classes and did not know one another. And there's no evidence suggesting that they had caught the virus at schools. Officials also reported 11 more COVID-related deaths yesterday. The sole candidate in Sunday's chief executive election, John Lee, has pledged to unite the community and build a caring and inclusive society as Hong Kong's next leader. He made the promise at a rally at the Convention and Exhibition Centre in Wan Chai. It was attended by members of the committee electing him, his campaign advisers, district representatives and business elites. If I am elected, I will bring you a government that will get things done, uphold the constitutional order under the constitution and the basic law, safeguard the core values of the rule of law, protect the foundation of efficient and clean governance, create a safe and stable environment, enhance the overall competitiveness of Hong Kong so that Hong Kong can take a big step forward without worries. Also speaking at the event, the president of the India Club, Nanu Lakman, said he's known Mr Lee for more than 25 years and described the former government number two as disciplined and sincere. His desire and dedication to help society as a whole to enrich itself and his continued support for the ethnic minorities are all the qualities I personally identify with and commend. John Lee is no doubt a man who embodies the true values of what one would seek in a chief executive. And I'm confident he will lead Hong Kong back to being Asia's finest city 
and its most important financial and aviation hub, plus a centre for arts and cultural exchange. Outgoing Chief Executive Carrie Lam has accepted recommendations from an independent commission to raise the salaries for politically appointed officials by around 2.6% from July 1st, when the new administration comes in. Pay for principal officials, including secretaries, undersecretaries and political assistants, was frozen in 2020 and 21. But Mrs Lam has now accepted recommendations to increase their salaries in line with rises in the consumer price index over that time. And the weather? It's going to be cloudy with bright periods tomorrow and one or two showers. Temperatures will range between 24 and 29 degrees. The outlook, a few showers in the next few days, occasional heavy showers and squally thunderstorms in the middle and latter parts of next week. Temperature currently is 25 degrees with 83% humidity. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Officials in Hunan have given a final death toll of 53 for last Friday's building collapse in the provincial capital Changsha as they announced the end of the rescue mission. Natalie Ching has more. The commercial building in Changsha caved in last Friday, prompting days of painstaking attempts to pull survivors free from the mass of rubble and twisted metal. CCTV said a tenth person was pulled alive from the debris just after midnight on Thursday, having been trapped for nearly six days. Changsha's mayor Zheng Jianxin told a news conference that the mission to find survivors and victims of the accident has ended. The search and rescue work at the Chang Changsha building collapse site has been completed. The traps and incommunicado people from the accident scene have all been found. Ten people were rescued and 53 people died. A woman, who survived for 88 hours buried in the debris, told the media that she was studying on her bed at the time of the collapse and managed to stay alive by holding on to a small amount of water and using her quilt to keep warm. Rescuers used sniffer dogs, life detectors and drones to find survivors, as well as shouting and listening for signs of life. Changsha official Wu Guiying apologized for the disaster during the media briefing, speaking of her extreme distress and what she described as her unparalleled self-blame. The flattened block has left a gaping hole in the streetscape, partially filled with a mess of debris and crumpled concrete beams. Yet it contained apartments, a hotel and a cinema. Changsha authorities have detained 11 people in connection with the collapse, including the building's owner, a team of safety inspectors, and two people suspected of illegally altering the building. Officials allege the Sofias falsified a safety audit of the block. A senior Ukrainian official has said the next stage of trying to evacuate people from a besieged steel plant in the southern city of Mariupol is underway. It follows the evacuation of nearly 500 civilians from the city in recent days. UN Secretary-General spokesman Stefan Juzarik said those who had fled the Azovstal plant were traumatised. We have managed to get a number of convoys working in partnership with the International Committee for the Red Cross to get these people out to safety. And what my colleagues who are on the ground, who are on the buses with them, are telling me is that they're seeing just such deep trauma, deep psychological scars of what people have had to endure. Mikhailo Vershinin is one of the Ukrainian soldiers defending Azovstal. 
рассказываем на металлургию. Because for two days the Russian troops are actively storming the plant and they have been pushing the defenders back with the support of aviation, artillery and heavy weapons. There's been losses and more wounded. We have not been able to get the wounded out. The main thing is that we still have civilians in the bomb shelters at the plant. Recently, after a very heavy bombardment of the Azovstal, there were two civilians killed and I think 10 wounded. Now we don't have the information how many civilians are killed because we cannot leave and go to the bunkers where they are. Police in Sri Lanka have been using tear gas and water cannon to try to disperse protesters outside the parliament building in the capital, Colombo. About 5,000 people are there to demand the resignation of the government over the country's economic crisis. One of the protesters there was a small businessman, Sahan Mendas. Suddenly, police started firing water cannons and uh, tear gas for no reason. So it was no reason, it was a peaceful protest. So things got a bit uh, intense after that. At the same time, another day-long nationwide strike has brought much of Sri Lanka to a halt. Transport, healthcare, education and banking services have all been heavily disrupted. Workers are angry at the spiralling cost of living and the grave shortages of basic supplies. Britain's governing Conservatives have suffered losses in local elections. Initial results show the opposition Labour Party making gains in London, including the councils of Wandsworth and Westminster. Both have been held by the Conservatives for decades. The Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, has faced criticism since it emerged that he and other senior figures broke the government's own Covid restrictions. But the Conservative Party chairman, Oliver Dowden, didn't want to appear too downbeat. Well, of course, we've had some difficult results, and you can see that in London. I would say, though, that we are mid-term, and it's quite a mixed picture, because you look elsewhere, whether that's in Hartlepool or Nuneaton or Thurrock, we've actually made gains. And I think if you take the whole picture of this, it really doesn't demonstrate that Labour has the momentum to form the next government. The leader of the main opposition Labour Party, Keir Starmer, hailed its performance. Speaking to supporters in Barnet in North London, Sir Keir said the party has had to change. That change this last two years has been really hard for us as a party, but we've done it. We've built those solid foundations. We've won here in Barnet. We've won across London. We're, We're winning from coast to coast. And I just want to say a massive thanks to all of you for your very special part in that here in Barnet. It's brilliant to see you on a brilliant morning. More to come as the day goes on. To sport, football's Europa League final later this month will see Germany's Eintracht Frankfurt take on Glasgow Rangers in Seville. Eintracht beat West Ham 1-0 in their semi-final second leg in Germany for a 3-1 aggregate win. Rafael Boré scored the game's only goal in the first half, moments after Aaron Cresswell was sent off. Here's West Ham boss David Moyes. Difficult, disappointed, but extremely uh, proud of how the players performed, especially with with 10 men, I thought we, we'd done a brilliant job with 10 men. Many teams would have crumbled and lost 2 or 3-0 at that point, but uh, we tried to keep having a go. We tried to keep making some opportunities. So great credit to the players for their effort. For Frankfurt, it's the first Europe- European final since 1980, while Rangers haven't won a European title for 50 years. The Scottish club overturned a 1-0 first-leg deficit against another German side, RB Leipzig, 
with a 3-1 win, win at home. The BBC's Roddy Forsyth was at Ibrox. As their fans celebrate their 150th anniversary and the 50th anniversary of their only European success in the old and defunct Cup Winners' Cup, Rangers fought their way to the Europa League final in Seville with goals from James Tavernier and Glenn Kamara before half-time and, although they were pegged back to two each on aggregate by a late strike by Nkunka, their passage was guaranteed by John Lundstrom's even later winner. And now Giovanni Van Bronckhorst players have a chance to become club legends in a season which threatened to be deeply disappointing on the domestic front. And... Rangers have now beaten Borussia Dortmund and RB Leipzig, the teams in second and fifth places in the Bundesliga. Eintracht Frankfurt are 11. Feyenoord will meet Roma in the final of the third-tier Europa Conference League. Dutch side are through to their first European final in two decades after holding Marseille 0-0 in France. They progressed 3-2 on aggregate. In Italy, Tammy Abram scored in Roma's 1-0 win over Leicester City to complete a 2-1 aggregate success. In the NHL playoffs, the Florida Panthers rolled over the Washington Capitals 5-1 in Game 2, while the New York Rangers got past the Pittsburgh Penguins 5-2. In the Western Conference, the Dallas Stars won 2-zip against the Calgary Flames, while the Colorado Avalanche got a 2-1 win over the Nashville Predators. In the NBA playoffs, the Golden State Warriors head home for the next two games after a split in Memphis. Grizzlies tied their second round series by winning game two behind 47 points from Jamaron. Our US sports commentator Ray Jovanovic says the Warriors have to find a way to contain the NBA's most improved player. He's just incredible. He's young, just early in his career, a couple of years in the NBA, but uh, he's dazzling on the floor. He's got all sorts of offensive weapons. He's, he's incredible to watch when he has the ball, especially in isolation. He just blows past defenders, and he really showed that in game two. Because remember, the Grizzlies dropped game one, surprisingly, in Golden State. So the Warriors now have home court advantage, as do the uh, Milwaukee Bucks stealing that first game in Boston. Shares in Hong Kong have plunged nearly 4% as the local benchmark tracked steeped, steep overnight losses on Wall Street. Hang Seng finished the day down almost 800 points at 2201. Strategist from CMB International Daniel So says sentiment was also dampened by Beijing's pledge to double down on its zero Covid policy. That's why we see um, the sell-off on the consumer side is quite severe due to the COVID zero policy and also confirms the weakness of the Hong Kong market. Basically, Hong Kong market is still very weak and investors are quite cautious despite the recent supportive policy and some speech by Chinese officials. But on the valuation side, Hong Kong market is very cheap. So the downside is from here is quite limited. We need to see some positive catalysts from more concrete supportive policies from China. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3.
about memories earlier on we're talking about the monkeys as a kid and things like that here as a kid is the winners one of hong kong's most uh, famous bands i would say certainly the most successful they've uh, alan tam and uh, kenny b and a whole bunch of others in there bennett pang danny yip etc never actually disbanded i don't know if you know that or not they still play and i played uh, quite recently to uh, uncle ray for his uh, one of his farewell dues met alan tam as well a few times really nice bloke. We're into our second hour this Friday night. Is Pete with you? Went around the world, Little Eva, of course, and the locomotion. <laughs> 